Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on? Not, you know, just, it's a, it's a good day. It's yep. nice. It's beautiful outside. It's been really nice. Yep. The kids are at home. Michelle's out of town, out of country. So she's out. Up in Canada. Up in Canada. So I'm here. I got the kids, had to get a sitter. Yep. And uh, so we could record. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Finally. You've been busy all week. Well, yeah, and then You've I finally busy. got to relax yesterday. Yeah. And I spent the day with the kids. We yep. uh we went downtown. Uh, it was fun. You a lot went to of the fun. zoo? No, we didn't go to the zoo. Where'd you go? You went somewhere because I saw pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Buckingham Fountain. We just walked around. What'd you call it? What? Buckingham Fountain. Okay. What well, I'm just saying it sounded different when you just said it. Just go back and listen. No, I'm, I'm not going to go back and listen to that. I'm just saying, just like, Buckingham Fountain. Yeah, Buckingham Fountain. Buckingham Fountain. Got it. Oh my All right, well, listen, man, you're the one who said it, not me. I don't so, know, man. Then we walked along the lake, you know, ah, part of the lake. Cool. Let's go see the, the the sailboats. And then you went home and watched a movie, I heard? Yeah, watched a movie. We what did you watch with them? With the kids, we watched uh, the new Jumanji. The new Jumanji, okay. The new Jumanji. Mm-hmm. The old one's too scary for me. I know. I don't understand that. My kids got either. scared by that, too. Yeah, so we watched the new Jumanji. Right, except for Catherine. Catherine didn't she get scared. She didn't get scared by anything. Did. No. But Eli didn't get scared. Yeah, he did. Eli was scared of everything. No, he didn't. Stop it. Yeah, don't did. do that. No, don't. I'm not even joking. Okay. Not like three weeks ago. No, no, no. He watches scary movies now. Okay, good. I'm like, yeah, you know, no, make he's sure 14. I know. Right, That's why I wanted to make sure when I put out there that Eli got scared about, you know, over Jumanji. All right. So what's coming up? Anything coming up for you? Not for me. No, nope. I got nothing coming up. Good, good. I'm I'm going. I'm preaching in California at the Fields. It's an eight two nine church. Uh, Pastor David Fanday. Um, oh wait, we met him. I met him. We met him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I know him. You, oh yeah, I know. Him. You know. We met him. Him. I know. Him. I met him one Joe, time. No, Joe David and I are bros. Oh. We're bros. Oh, you're really bros, bro. We're bros. Bruh. Really? Yeah. When, when's the last time you talked to him outside of talking about this uh, this uh, speaking engagement? Oh, without any reference to I saw yeah, any yeah, conversation yeah. I had where yeah, he mentioned yeah, yes. this, I can't. I, no, you can't because oh. he, you know because you guys are just well. Then best it would have been uh, it would have been uh, probably uh, uh, nine months ago. You guys are so close. Yeah, yeah, uh, so close. So, anyways, <laughs> if you are around June tenth in California and are close to the field, Michael Beck's listening right now, going, <laughs> Michael Beck, who's that? So anyway, oh, um, so I'm doing that. I That'll be you, fun. Michael. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. So, all right. So we're doing our thing now. Every Monday we do the 1689. Yep. Going through a, a paragraph or, or two or so. How do you like that website, though? That website is nice. That website, yeah. The 1689confession.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. You can uh, Yeah, that you can search it. It looks great on your phone, computer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brian it's Malcolm. Killed it. Yeah, it's just awesome. Killed it. Thing. Yeah, really, really good. So we're doing that on Mondays now, and that'll be for quite a long time. And then on Thursdays, man, we're just talking about whatever. And today, I noticed that there is a whole bunch of chatter online mm. about a worship song, and I don't think I've ever heard it. Okay. Um, what's, the, what's the song? Uh, but everybody's mad about it. Yeah. Not everybody's mad, but people got people. Everybody seems like a lot of people love it, but a lot of people have questions about it. And the song is called "Reckless Love." This is and, the, wait, and rec- part of the part of the reason people don't like it is because of the word reckless, or because yeah. of who wrote it, or where, what church it comes from. But they're all getting weird about but it. But you know what? That, that song's not new. 
Yeah, it is. This no, one's, like, no, uh, it's not. No, it's not. It oh was my it, gosh, it's like nine months old or something no, it, like that. <laughs> it's not. Not. No, there's no way. There's no way. It's uh, uh, it's that new Joe. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was in the Adam Sandler movie with the, the Happy Gilmore one when they're 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 uh, ice skating or something. They're doing something. First out of all, the I don't watch Adam Sandler movies. And this is back in the nineties. No, no, I'm finding it. That doesn't make any sense. I'm finding it. <sighs> I'll bring Happy it up. Gilmore. I'll bring it up. Happy Gilmore. I'll bring it up. I'll look it up on YouTube. Ice skating. So what? Got it. All right. Is that it? Yeah. No! <laughs> you dummy. There it is. There it is. That's endless Back love. in the 90s. That's endless Back love in the, the 90s. 80s. That's, that's endless love from the 80s. Stop it. Stop it. You wasted all my time with that. Oh, is that endless love? <laughs> <laughs> that's not reckless love. <laughs> What's the song you're talking about? All right, I know it's from Bethel, so here, <laughs> hang on. Um, all right, so while I'm looking this up, it, it's controversial because it comes out of Bethel, which does some crazy – and listen, we don't throw around the word heresy heretic a lot, right? We reserve oh, that no. for heresy and heretics, yeah, not and, just and for – Jared Wilson's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we're not going to BJ Small you uh, with, <laughs> with those words just because you know we don't like who you're hanging out with or maybe something you say off the cuff. But, um, but Pastor Bill Johnson is a first order heretic. He, he genuinely is. And Bethel is not a good church. It's not a healthy church. It's one you should stay away from. So, uh, but man, they've got very popular songs. And, um, all right, this looks like it's it. All right. I, ooh, uh, lyric video so we can read some of the lyrics. I'm oh. not going to play the whole thing, but let's like check out part of it. Okay. All right, go. Here we go. You got to hit the button, Joe. I did. There you go. You got it. Okay, it sounds like every other worship song. <laughs> it's gonna start. Oh. Kind. So so. So so. I keep going. So it, I'm not gonna listen. I ain't got time for that. Um, so it's got uh, it's got some biblical imagery in there, yeah. right? Uh, oh, Lord the singing, Lord oh, yeah, singing. I thought you were talking about the mountain. Yeah, the there, there is the there is a there is a mountain. Re- it's not that impressive of a mountain. That's like somebody's backyard. Yep. Somebody's anyway, backyard. Um, all right. So it is. It's probably from Redding, California, which is where Bethel's from. Okay, so uh, what biblical imagery? Yep. God singing over His people. Yep. Uh, Jesus saying, "The shepherd will leave the ninety-nine to get the yep. one." Yep. Um, all right. So. Reckless. Um, let, let's just talk about that. I mean, people don't like the word reckless love. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds like it's just, uh, uh, I guess, like uncontrolled. You know what I right. mean? Like uncontrolled, irrational, um, 
not planned. Yeah, rec- reckless generally means that uh, you don't care what happens. You're unconcerned about the outcome. Yeah, I'm going like to do this thing. Reckless abandon. Yeah, I'm just like not going to care. Yeah. Um, in fact, I looked up some synonyms. Ready? All right, go. Rash. Rash. Not the kind you know. Rash, like uh, heedless, um, incautious, negligent, imprudent. <laughs> you like you like yeah, that joke, didn't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that was good. Um, I was like, oh goodness. <laughs> so I actually got a rash right here. Look. Oh, right, right, there you go. right on my arm. I don't know what it is. All right, so um, so okay, so I get it. Like people might not like that. And John Piper actually has a. Hey, listen, John Piper has a good uh, thing on this on, oh, really? on Desiring God. So yeah, we'll link to it. Okay, so, it's good. good, good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 I read through that. Okay. Um, and so he talks about all of these issues. So we're going to encourage you guys to read that. Um, check it out. So okay, so some people don't like the word, but you know maybe you know you can have some poetic license when you're doing this kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, maybe it's not such a big deal. But uh, but it's it's definitely coming from somebody who or not somebody necessarily. I don't know who wrote this song, but Bethel uh, and all of that crew. Like that's a that's a that's some bad some bad mojo over there. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do, the question I guess is doesn't. Does a song's author determine its its value, right? Uh, just because somebody might be nutty, does that mean that everything that, that they say is wrong? And or does it mean that um, that what they say is dangerous for us to sing or use in church? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of, we've touched on this before, Joe. When we talked about uh, authors, like in right. what, what we can read or what we should be reading and what we should not be reading. Uh, but I think one of the things we discussed is, you know, like the whole thing with uh, with Driscoll, you know, when uh, uh, Driscoll uh, stepped away and um, rem- was removed. Um, you know, I mean, people ask the question, I mean, are, are can I still read his books? Yeah. Right. Like, can I still. And I think the, the thing we said was, you know, well, you like with any author, you you read and you, you take what is good and you reject what is bad. Right. Right. And there there is some good in, in you know, what what is it that is good and healthy in this? Um, in this song, what is what you know? What's right there? What's what's wrong? Like we like listen. Uh, we sing a lot of hymns here. We yeah. sing a lot of modern songs too. Oh yeah. Um, and I've seen up on the screen. I signed off on it before I knew who wrote, who was one of the authors. Of course, you know, like the new songs are written by like fifteen guys. Oh because yeah. Because yeah. not one dude can just write a song anymore, unless mm-hmm. you're Dustin Kensrue. Um, and uh, one of the names up there I saw on Sunday was uh, Stephen Furtick. Really? Yep. I didn't notice. Uh huh. What song? I don't know the names of any of the songs. Is it that, that new, new song that we did? No, that was good. That's okay. an old song. All right, all right. Yeah, that was good. So, um, but it's, you know, it's a good song. So, okay, yeah, I think you got to look at what's being said. Yeah. Um, but I mean, think about even within, you're talking about hymns and stuff, Joe. I mean, there's there's, there's oh, yeah. hymns. There's a hymn that I'm thinking of that, uh, that we sing that was written by someone I don't think we would have uh, agreed with. Uh, in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, Horatio Spafford, are you thinking about? That's the one uh, I'm thinking about. <laughs> it is well with myself. It is well with my every, soul. We if, love that song. Every reformed guy and girl. Yeah. Sorry, and girl. Yeah. I don't, you know. Come I'm on, not, Joe. No, stop it. Come I'm on, not, Joe. I'm not doing, I'm just. I, Thank you. Okay. So um, every reformed person loves it as well with my soul because uh, it's this, you know, we, we see it and understand it as that God has this. This grace for me yeah. and this purpose for me in the midst of difficulties and sufferings and affliction. And then you know a little bit about the background. Yeah. Horatio. That's a great name, right? Horatio. Uh, Horatio. He um he uh he's a Chicago guy mm. and uh his 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 family goes down in a ship and they, they, they die and he gets word and when he's sailing across and he gets to that point, he writes this hymn. And this yeah. is you know what you some of you guys know that. But Horatio was 
a theological wacko. Oh yeah, he was a divisive, divisive, schism- yeah. divisive, divisive, schismatic. Um, uh, it, it was. It's not just that he was charismatic. He was not, like people trying to raise dead babies yeah. back to life, yep. and and some crazy theology. Right? Not a good person to follow. Mm-hmm. But we sing that. But song. we sing that song, and we sing we sing the Wesleys. Yep. We sing Charles Wesley, and we know that we're going to interpret the words that Wesley wrote differently than he would. Yep. And so but I, we're okay with it. I think yeah, we are. We are. So I. So then, what does it come down to when it comes to, to Bethel then? Right. Like, why is it then that we're okay with with some, and maybe maybe part of it's just ignorance, Joe. Maybe people didn't realize they're not thinking through it, but now all of a sudden, because it's Bethel, yeah, nobody knew. Very few people knew about Spafford until people started digging deep. Yeah, uh, even I would say recently mm. into his past, like you know. So, so I think that there is uh, some some distance between the actual author uh, and their yeah. quote unquote ministry mm. and today. So that distance helps, right? Because yeah. where people aren't going to dive deep into you know Spafford's cult, um, and become one of the one and of his followers. Kind of accepted as as <clears throat> as acceptable worship. Sort of a sort of a cultural appropriation, if you will. What, what do you mean by cultural appropriation? I'm just saying, like we take we take his song from uh-huh. his theological context and mm. then put it into ours. Okay, and now okay. we claim it as ours. Claim it, yeah. yeah see, that, so we are like Bethel. We name it and claim it. We did. We um, did that. Uh, so yeah, but, but are we doing it with reckless love? I guess that's the question. So one of the things is, it's like yeah, I think the the distance between the the event, the author, and today makes it a little bit easier. Whereas with like Bethel, like they're like trying to suck power from the dead bones out of graves, graves and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> just some of the, the things I, I just look and I, and I and I sit back and I go, okay, how much of this is like, how much of this is just made up? You know what I mean? Like how yeah. much of this is like, but then I. I, I I've known people that go yeah, there yeah and uh, yeah that's why your wife's up in Canada right now <laughs> <laughs> stop it and uh, you know and attend actually I know someone that's part of that that ministry school yeah there. and so it's like okay no there's there's a bit of truth uh, to yeah. a lot of this yeah uh, well you to, just read the books by the pastor yeah, or exactly. whatever and like it there's heresy so I think the fact that we're so super connected uh, via the internet social media and all of that we know like a lot more we're much more informed like you yeah. said so we're not ignorant so I do think that that's a that's a part of the issue so when we're looking at songs that we should sing in church like we're always looking for we all we have these basic questions like all right so um is the song biblical? Yeah. Is it is it scriptural? Yeah. Um, does it reflect good and sound theology? Yeah. Uh, is it is it ultimately going to help us to see the person and work of Jesus? You know, uh, th- throughout the service, and um, so I think I think that's helpful. Uh, but I think in, in this context, we could ask a, a few questions here, mm-hmm. and um, one of them uh, we, we we talked we talked about this. Uh, about you know big questions about like you know how do we determine if we if we can sing this song right yeah. whether it's a a Furtick song or a Bethel song or whatever and there's a lot more questions right you can talk about like does it fit uh, culturally like is the, is the is the melody That's a good one, yeah. is the is the melody a jingle like from a commercial well, maybe you don't want to sing it maybe but maybe a, maybe one melody that would work and uh, one style that would work in one congregation wouldn't work in another exactly so there's a lot of subjectivity here all right so uh, number one and this is the easy one. Right, which is uh, what is communicated yep. by the lyrics, right? You have to look at the lyrics. And so something's being communicated. Hopefully, uh, some songs are so bland and so empty that- and What's they, the point of it? Like, it literally why, why would you even sing it? Oh, because it feels good. It's got, it's got a rising melody. It gets people amped. Like, that's mm-hmm. why some people like to sing those songs. But I've been in churches before where 
you know, the lights are spinning and the uh, the volume is is growing. It looked like that was. Are you referring to the X twenty nine event <laughs> in West Virginia? Okay, is that the okay. one you're talking about? We right. took, we saw that photo, Joe. I, I, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I put it up. So you, I, yeah. You know, oh, it's uh, fair game, Joe. Yeah. No, you had your little stage. It was nice and dark. You had yeah. your your. But don't say I. I didn't have anything to no, do with you it. No, you had showed your up. little stage. I, I, I showed up and I preached. Stage. Really awesome people. Mm, Godly I'm sure people. They were. Yes. And yeah. they love the hazers. They, lasers, there was and, there was some fog in that room. Oh my goodness! I love that you went and spoke. Yeah, I'll go anywhere, man. <laughs> Especially with my friends. These are. Oh, your friends? Yeah, these are my friends. Yeah, how do you know them? How long have you known them for? Uh, I don't know. A couple the, months. Your new friends. Yeah, new friends. Couple, okay, couple gotcha. months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So they're my friends, though. Yeah, yeah, they're still my friends. Yeah, they they paid you to be your friend. Well, that's the only way I get friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else am I gonna get friends? No man. Uh, and so I didn't really. No, and pay. actually, they all look really. All joking aside, they uh, they seem to be good guys. With godly, good godly people killing it in ministry. I tried following as much as I could on social media. Oh, I was so, so jealous, good. dude. So I was good. Like, oh, why couldn't I go? Oh, they, and they wanted you. They were like, dang. Well, no, they didn't want me enough to send me an invite. No, no. Well, I said, maybe bring bring Jimmy and I back next. Anyways, year. Really good. Those guys are awesome. But yeah, they did have the hazer up mm. there. Uh, it was a hotel, and so they, they they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have a conference," and they were like, oh, "Okay, fine, you can have this big ballroom over here." Mm-hmm. So they set up with a like a loud professional rock band style. Thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> the they, hotel was like, "Wait, wait you said this was a Christian con- conference, not concert." He's like, well, "Yeah, but you know, come on, we're gonna oh, sing, we're gonna sing." Yeah. <laughs> then there's a hazer and there's lights. Oh, it's a whole God. thing. So yeah, not my thing. I mean, listen, for I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's all fine yeah. because the gospel was yeah, was, yeah. was center. So. so anyways, going back right. to it. So, so what, you went to some churches that have like it's all, just that all that stuff, all that floating but there's lights, no all word. That. Like here's, I don't care if you have that stuff as long as the word is, is clear, the theology is good. So yeah, what is being communicated by the song? And remember, you are allowed some you know poetic license. Yes. So you know you're don't, relax. Don't freak out because it doesn't say everything technical. It's a song. So hopefully, more is going to be. Uh, communicated, you know, in perhaps in the sermon or whatnot. So, Jimmy, uh, what what else can we say about this? Like, what else should yeah. we be asking about? Like, you know, sh- should I sing this song or not in, in church? Well, I think the the uh, next question is how are we gonna how are we gonna introduce this, right? Like, how are we gonna set the people up mm. for this? And so, right, especially if you're bringing a new song, to exactly, the exactly. And I know uh, uh, one of the things I know that we do, and this is, and a lot of churches do it, is you know, you'll you'll do the first verse twice just yeah. to kind of help, and that's good. That's uh, that's not exactly what I'm talking about, here, right? Though. I'm talking about how are you gonna introduce the lyrics? Mm. How are you gonna introduce what is being uh, what is being, what we're about to sing and proclaim together, yeah. right? Yeah, what should our mindset be? What are we? Exactly. What are we really saying here? Exactly. What is it that this that we're that the song is conveying, and that is you know what we're looking to to sing and praise about. Yeah, and I think that's good. And we need to do better at that here, I think, at Redeemer. Oh, yeah. We have amazing worship leaders and bands, and I, I love them all. Um, and it's really on me for not saying, hey, uh, let's do more of this. I want Because they, they do exhortations, yep. and they do them throughout the service, which I, I love. But when it comes to a new song, uh, or even just not a new song, maybe it's an old song, it'd be good, like you said, to introduce it and say, hey, you've sung this a million times. Yeah. It is well with my soul. You guys know, know Horatio the Heretic? Yeah. Horatio the Heretic? Horatio the Heretic. Uh, so, I mean, like, but to reintroduce it and say, don't miss this verse. Yeah. Like, this verse, and I, I, do we ha- our guys have done that, but I'd like to see more of that. I think that's good. Um, 
So also then, um, number three, what is the balance of content in your worship? So like, uh, what's that song? I still like it. It's a chorus. Um, remember when we used to sing choruses? That was like the thing. No, we no. Went, that, we went from, was not us, but like, no, no, stop it. 18 Homes was hymns. So, but it, we started singing praise choruses at some point, maybe in the 80s. I don't remember. It was the 70s. Just give me, just give me one praise chorus. Okay. Oh, this is the, All right. So, um, just so I can get a few. Oh, points. we exalt thee. Okay. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. Oh Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one. I like that one. Now, I'm not really saying a whole lot. No, no, no. No, you're just saying over and over again. Yeah. But some of the psalms do that. You know, kind of like a like a chant. It's more of a chant, like an incantation. That's it. No, he's not. Oh no. We uh, like mecha like a high mecha high me ho like that is it like <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time I've used that recently. All right, so no no, no like, I actually I do like that. Now we don't sing it here, but I actually do like it a lot. And okay, so they're not saying a lot there, but the truth is is that some of the psalms, not all of them, and not all not not most of them, but yeah. some of the psalms are very repetitive. So there is a place for repetition. There's a place for simplicity, especially if it is balanced out by the rest of your liturgy where songs are more robust, um, have more content, yeah. where you have responsive readings and scripture readings, and of course, um, the preaching of the word. So what is the, I think that's something we got to ask is, is okay, so when we're, I'm, I'm not going to sing the song. We're going to introduce another song that's just like all the other songs, and it's all just the same flat, not maybe not flat, but it's all the same like feel and message, which is, hey, nondescript, in, impersonal deity, Mm-hmm. Uh, we raise our hands to you and we want you to come alive to us or whatever nonsense that they're saying. And that's uh, why it's important. I think that, uh, worship is organized, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and my impression of, of worship ministries, at least in, in the ones that I've been in the past has kind of been this, like, listen, the spirit's going to move and we're going to find out on Wednesday before service, what it is we're going to be doing. And then, you know, it's going to change maybe on Sunday depending on on where the spirit leads right and I'm not I'm not I, I'm just a firm believer that the spirit could also move uh, a month in advance when you have a planning session right right and I think that's what I actually I like about Redeemer is uh, there is a time where where Joe uh, Brian and the worship leaders gather together and they've mapped out already you know the next few weeks of here's here's what the sermon's gonna be about here is uh, uh, here's going to be the uh, what's what the revelation, right? You know, the, the, <laughs> wait, hang on. If people don't know, it's, it's not like a revelation from God. It's just oh, yeah. <laughs> the, we, we call it revelation call it in the liturgy. <laughs> it's the reading of God's revelation. The of God's revelation. Scripture. There you go. Scripture. And so, but then they they you kind of look and and the worship leaders have already taken the time to pray and to work through the service. Yeah. Uh, and pick out. They you know, know what I'm preaching on. They know what you're preaching on. They know the themes. They know that you know they have a pretty good idea. Uh, and so then they, they kind of lay out the songs and the service, and then we take a look at that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, the, the elders take a look, or Joe and Brian take a look at that uh, to see exactly what Joe's talking about, that there's balance. Right, and not just balance in content. I know this is not what we're talking about, but but balance in content, but but balance in like uh, a flow. Like, you, it, I, like I, I'm not a fan when, you know, and it happens here sometimes where you just, we just haven't thought it through and all the songs are slow. Yeah. Right. Or all of the songs are fast. It's like, 
wow, where was the variation? You know, that would have been helpful yeah. uh, for us. So, uh, yeah, I think you want to look at the at the overall balance of what's happening in worship. So when you're introducing a song to say, okay, this song is maybe light on theology, yeah. but it's still good, it's still true, and it will be balanced up by what else we're doing in that service. Absolutely, Joe. And I uh, just to kind of put a fine fine point on it. My point wasn't fine? Okay. No, no, it was, it was actually very good, I Joe. Broad, I'm just gonna, I got a broad tip. Go ahead. <laughs> show me the fine point. It's, is that when, when you don't kind of plan ahead, mm-hmm. when, you, when, when you're not organizing, then you're going to fall back on those songs that you know, and it's going to become that repetitiveness. Yeah. You're going to fall back to the same songs over and over again, the same style over and over again, because thought and prayer potentially have not been part of the process right and even if they are like praying about it and thinking it's just easy like you said just to always do the same songs yeah to fall back on what you what's successful and i i i and and what we just love and but what can happen is is like wow you get you can get tired of those songs and even my son has said so how come we always sing the same songs and i'm like we don't and, I go, and he goes, but he basically is like, yeah, but when this guy leads, we sing usually these songs. Mm-hmm. And when this guy sings, like, and even the worship leaders have, have said, hey, listen, we, we've kind of got a, a group of songs that we work with. It's about this many, and we need to add to Expand that. Expand to that, yeah. And they're doing that right now. We've introduced a new song last week. We're introducing a new song this week, yep. which I'm super excited about. Jen loved the song last week, and I was like, wait till this next week. And I played it for her, and she's like, jeez. Yeah. Eh. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, it's really good. So we had we had one more question that we that we were that we had come up with. Oh yeah, uh, what is the potential influence of that author or church behind the song? And so you know, is it like, is it going to be a scenario where you introduce this like uh, like Joe was talking about? I didn't realize it. Uh, you know, singing a song by Stephen Furtick, and uh, uh, you know, someone going to be like, oh, Stephen Furtick. Let me Google him. Oh, he's got podcasts. Let me listen there. Oh, he's got pecs. Uh, let me, <laughs> let, 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 <laughs> his, let me his emulate pants him. Don't fit. <laughs> they fit somebody. <laughs> well, a ten-year-old boy. That's, <laughs> that's about all he'd fit. Uh, he wears some tight pants. So uh, yeah, I think that's really good, man. Because like in our church, like we're such a theologically oriented church, and I, yeah. I, I really do believe that our people here are very thoughtful. They're not likely to. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to look at Furtick and go, "Oh, I'm going to go that way." Uh-huh. Um, but let's some churches might. This up. Yeah, like uh, let's get it, Furtick. <sighs> uh, <laughs> you so dumb. <laughs> so I, I don't think they're going to do that. But you do want to, like, you, you want to ask that question. Yeah. Are my people going to go down the rabbit hole of nuttiness or exactly. heresy? Exactly. Because we've introduced this. I mean, in, in the end, right? We're it's our responsibility as pastors to 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 shepherd the flock. And that means that uh, whatever they are presented with, however they are served, it's going to have an impact. And we, we should be very careful to do our best to ensure that uh, what we are giving them, how they are being fed and led, is not going to point them in a direction that's going to take them you know, away from the truth, yeah. uh, away from Christ, or yeah. away from the community of faith. So I don't know, reckless love. So I, I listen to half of it. And, then I, and I think when we hit the chorus, I'm like, okay, maybe I've heard that somewhere. Um, Probably because everything's a rehash, right? Every song, every come on, every worship song is a rehash. It's it's rare. It's rare. To well, it find certainly something. sounds like it, but I but, but maybe I've heard it before. I don't really. Know. But I don't. I don't, have I don't, that I don't like chord. it. I don't, I don't what's like. That, what's that one chord? I don't know. They all have a chord. They're like C, G, D. Those are like the three chords. Yeah, that I guess are in a so. lot of. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm not a musician. Yeah. Well, I am. So I'll explain it to you. Oh, please go ahead right yeah. now. Explain yeah. it right now yeah, on yeah, air yeah, so that yeah, someone else can. C, G, D. All right. So um, that, that's all I can say. That's all you can say. Yeah. So I. I don't. I didn't like it. It's just not my thing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's, it doesn't make it bad just because I don't like it. Um, 
though I do love having veto power uh, at our worship meetings. Of course. Yeah, Brian and I are like, oh, heck no. No, exactly. No, That's no, what, no, no, Yeah, no, because no, you no. guys, like you just got done saying, you as pastors, you have spiritual yeah. oversight <laughs> to shepherd God's <laughs> like, Yeah, but sometimes it's like, no, it just sounds terrible. Like, can you fix the melody? And you I, can fix the melody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's it. That's it. Sometimes, like, oh man, what's that old hymn? Um, it is well. No, no, that's a good. One. I like that melody. Um, Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. Like, come on, man. That's like uh, it's a little too. Mm, a little too what? I don't know. It sounds like. Uh, uh, a little too what? what? No, it doesn't sound like that. J- Jimmy's making Heil Hitler gestures over here. It just, <laughs> it, 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 the, the melody sounds too Barnum and Bailey. There's like a lot of hymns that were written in like the 1850s. Barnum and Bailey? Yeah, no it's way. got this. It's got this. Boop 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 boop. No, it does yeah, not. Yeah, it does. That did not. Did you watch? Did you watch The Greatest Showman? No, it's actually really good. Really good musical. Michelle yeah. and I watched it the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's shocking. What? It was really good. No, I'm sure. I'm it, sure. It was fantastic. Yeah, man. You're so rash. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's actually really good. Watch it. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't digging on the on the thing. So the song that we're going to introduce though Sunday. So by the time this airs, we already will have sung it. Is um, the Modern Post, which is Dustin Kenser, the Modern Post Psalm 145. Mm. You can only get it on the iTunes version of that album, The, the Water iTunes. and the Blood. Yep. Man, I like that song. Good That's a good one. So good uh, I'll, I'll try and link to that in the show notes as well. You guys can check it out. Let us know what you think. Hey, maybe they can let us know what they think of Reckless Love. Do they sing it in their church? Oh. Oh, wait. Maybe maybe they sing it, but then they don't sing it. Or maybe the church sings it, but they don't sing it. Like, oh, I see like, what you're saying. Like, like, oh, no, I'm like, not participating no, in it. They fold their arms and they like, <clears> frown, <throat> or they just play on their phone. Like me to listen to D and D while that song's on or something. No, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't be listening to a podcast. The, well, if, if it's worship service. maybe maybe that would be better than Reckless Love. Is it Reckless Love? What was the other one? What did you Endless play? Love. Endless Love. <laughs> we'll link to that in the show notes too. <laughs> I can't believe I confused it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on their website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can uh, sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoFoStore.com and grab some gear. Oh, by the way, gear. JoFoStore is spelled J-O-F-O store.com. Yeah. So, somebody couldn't find it. They were, they were spelling Joe, J-O-E, foe. Oh, okay. And so I realized we've, we've never really... Uh, spe- and be sure and check out the1689confession.com. Mm. The1689confession.com. You're going to... Great resources there. Be sure and hit yep. the resource page. Do it. Links to all the books that you want to get, go deeper into the 1689, get into 1689 theology, and check out the ministries that are linked there, like Founders and uh, IRBS Seminary and all of that. It's, gonna, it's really good stuff. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content sporadically. Later. Later.